Welcome to Inside the NCAA. I'm Corbin McGuire. And in this episode, I have the pleasure of talking to Ethan Good, chair of the Division I Student Athlete Advisory Committee, former men's basketball player at Bowling Green and current graduate student at Arizona State. Ethan, welcome to the show and thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, I appreciate it. Ethan, I wanna want to focus our conversation today on, on a piece of student athlete focused legislation recently passed by the Division I Council that ensures student athletes won't have to compete, won't have to practice on the first Tuesday after November 1 every year, including the upcoming election day on November 3rd. Your group, Division I SAC, that includes a representative from all 32 Division I conferences, um, you know, put this legislation together and put it forward to the council. Um, so with that in mind, can you kind of just explain what this legislation means for student athletes? Yeah, uh, this is, you know, we're really excited to have this out there, really excited to be making this difference. Um, for student athletes specifically, this means that, you know, other than what it, there's what it means literally and what it means on a bigger scale. Uh, literally, it means, you know, I believe it's the first Tuesday after November 1st, you're not going to be doing CARA hours, so countable, which means like practice. Um, they still may be permitted to travel, but in terms of requirements of like um, some serious you know, commitments is the first step in allowing student athletes to really uh, get that day off. And we don't want it to just be a day off or um, a go vote day. We do want them to go vote, but we want it to be a civic engagement. We want them to give back to their community, whether that's volunteering at the polls um, or just volunteering in general, helping each other out, whatever that may be. Um, that's kind of our goal and what we hope comes out of this. Um, what it means on a bigger scale for student athletes is this is kind of the first time that you know, from, from student athletes to the, to the rule books, it has been a developed, um, sought feedback on, and it's the first time that, you know, when I'm 40, hopefully this rule is the same, you know, it still exists. And so everyone in this group and all student athletes across the country should know that they played a part in kind of the, the developing of this rule and that, you know, this is the first step. There are many more that we could make. There's many more that I think will be made in the future, but, uh, we got to say that we were the first ones. It's exciting for sure. And you mentioned one piece of the legislation that really stood out to me and that this isn't just an election year specific item. This is every year student athletes are going to get this day. From SAC's perspective, why was that important to make this an annual day as opposed to just tying it to election years? Mm -hmm. well, I think, you know, it goes back to the point of uh, we want it to be a civic engagement, not necessarily voting. Um, additionally, we recognize that there, it's not just presidential elections that matter. There are local elections, midterm elections. There's so many elections that um, student athletes can get educated about and vote at, um, depending on where they are in the country and um, you know what, what they're doing. Uh, we encourage people to vote at every level, not just for the presidential election, but for all of these. And so to make it one, every year um, constitutes as an annual reminder that this is something that's important. Uh, it's a reminder that student athletes' voice is still being heard. Um, and hopefully it's something that, you know, some, some real change can be made out of. Obviously voting is the big item that, that you hope comes from this, but uh, what, what are some ways or some things you hope your peers do to take advantage of this day outside of voting? Uh, you mentioned the community service and the volunteering. Uh, have you heard any creative ideas um, from your student athletes already uh, of what they might be doing? 
Yeah, I mean, shameless plug, I'm from the Mid-American Conference, and a lot of the kids in our conference do a phenomenal job, um, I can think of Ohio University specifically, of simply uh, not just tabling at their unions and getting people to vote, but um, offering resources, creating workshops, walking through step-by-step um, step how to register and helping their peers out. I think additionally on a bigger scale, I would like to see um, you know, young, young adults in my age and above um, spending more time having, you know, honest discourse about, you know, who would be a good leader? Um, what, are, what are the things that we believe in, don't believe in, what should go into effect, what should not? You know, the state of the country is, you know, it is what it is and it's not a bad, it's not good. I think anytime that there's conflict, that means that there's going to be growth. And so I hope that, you know, growth and discourse come out of all of this. Um, and by, you know, you know, why do we have a day off, you know, next week? What's what's going on? Da, da, da. Oh, because we're voting. Well, have you have you vote? And that just starts a conversation in terms of um, really sharing ideas and beliefs. Along the same lines of growth, um, you know, Division One SAC put forward this this recommendation to the council, but it also kind of committed itself to providing some educational tools and resources um, to membership, to conferences, to student athletes. Um, as the chair, just can you shed some light on what some of those resources might look like or what SAC has in mind uh, along the side, of, along the lines of educational resources? Mm -hmm. well, I know, um, I will say, you know, this is, this is the first year that we've been able to get, you know, that day off, that time off specifically. Uh, but as far as voter education and resources, that, that hasn't been something new to us. That's something that is a continued effort. Um, I know that D1 SAC specifically and uh, many of the other conferences are working with the RISE campaign, um, hopefully a, a, a nonpartisan way to get voters educated to kind of simplify the process. Voting seems to be very complicated, especially for you know people my age, it's uh, new, it's, there's not a lot of experience with it. And so to kind of um, simplify the principles, simplify what's on the table um, and, and simplify that process, uh, that's, that's one option that we're doing is this far and uh, conferences and schools obviously have their own um, free will and free choices of uh, developing or doing whatever they want to do on their campus specifically. For those who may not know, can, can you give some background on the, the RISE group and just what they're about and how um, SAC has interacted with them? Yeah, I mean, from what I know, I'm, I've only been on SAC for a few years. Uh, we did some work with the RISE campaign. Um, regarding some, some, I like to call it deeper thinking. Uh, essentially, it, it makes you, when I talk about those conversations, those discourse, they do a really good job of walking through a lot of those, those issues. Um, identity specifically is one workshop that we did with them and, and what we identify as, what parts of our identity um, carry more weight or less weight. But um, from my understanding, Rice specifically, um, is a, a nationwide um, group that, and for our purposes specifically, is trying to um, share voter re voting resources and uh, you know help help us out. So we're grateful for them. For sure, I want to take a brief step back um, for those who may be unaware of what SAC is. Can you provide an overview of what the role of SAC is from the national level, um, how it works with the conference level SACs, and then all the way down to the campus level SACs in a way that you're really representing the, the full student athlete voice as effectively as you can. Yeah, no, Corbin, you just asked my favorite question. Uh, I, I love talking about what SAC does, but what SAC is, I think is one of the biggest things that uh, could be shared across 
the country. Um, when I came into college, I didn't know what SAC was. Uh, essentially, it is a student athlete advisory committee. Um, its role at the NCAA is to represent student athletes. Um, and so there is a, at every level, at every campus, there should be a student athlete advisory committee or, or a group of student athletes that are designated to represent student athletes. Um, at the conference, the same thing. Uh, and then at the national level, that's you know where we come in and our leaders are elected through, um, I guess, peer voting. So um, a chair of the campus SAC is going to be representative of that campus for their conference. Uh, that conference, that campus, that campus chair can run to be conference chair. And when you become conference chair, you represent that conference at the division one level um, and the national space. So there's 32 conferences, 32 different representatives. Uh, we vet our representatives. We try to get a very diverse background of student athletes. And I believe that we've done a very good job of that. Um, we have student athletes that sit on each of the various standing committees. The NCAA works like a government. And so to have uh, people on the men's, to have a men's basketball player on the men's basketball oversight committee with a voting, with the, the ability to vote and create and uh, persuade in that room is, is huge. Um, to have, and the same thing for women's basketball and football and competition oversight and, you know, medical safeguards. And there's all kinds of uh, areas where student athletes are taking hours out of their day to listen and to learn and to provide feedback. Um, we, you know, we're walking the walk, we're talking with our peers, we're getting as much feedback as we possibly can. Uh, we're talking with each other and we're really trying to create a space where we're best representing the people uh, whom we are supposed to represent. So that's, it's kind of a, a rough overview of Division One SAC. I could do a, a 30 minute PowerPoint lecture, uh, but yeah, that's, it's, it's a great group. No, I appreciate that overview. Um, building off of that, um, this, this voter registration uh, was obviously something that started to gain some traction earlier this year um, as an idea. Uh, from SAC's perspective, what was the process like in developing it? Uh, how far back does that go with your group? And, and I guess, how do they develop from you know, an initial idea into the final product that it is now uh, as legislation? Mm -hmm. uh, in this case, I got to give huge um, props to Georgia Tech, their SAC specifically. Uh, I think Hugh Chapman was is the, is, I spoke with him specifically as a baseball player at Georgia Tech, as well as um, Coach Reveno. Uh, and Joe Kennedy, I believe from Holy Cross. Uh, but regardless, they, they kind of through their sack um, started sharing it. And, you know, we get a lot of ideas and we get a lot of feedback and a lot of discussion. Um, and there's a, you know, the process of, of getting from you know, the idea of the campus to a law in the NCAA rule book. Uh, is, there's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of thinking that goes through that. Um, I guess in a uh, in layman's terms, Georgia Tech SAC came up with it. They brought it to the ACC. The ACC shared it, and at that point, many other conferences had come up with that. I had, you know, shared interest as doing it as an initiative, saying, you know, regardless of um, what happens in four years or the next year, whatever, we're going to try to do it this year, whether it's a rule or not. Um, and so when we saw that, we go, well, you know, if we're doing it this year, why not do it every year? Uh, and so we started to, you know, ask questions, create that process, you know, what, what is, what does it take to make this? Because we're figuring out for the first time ourselves, we see other conferences doing it, 
or not conferences, but other committees to the NCAA doing it. And we're, we're kind of figuring out what that looks like and to um, have the experience of, of learning, of getting that idea of, uh, you know, having it started by student athletes and brought all the way up through the process. Um, that's, I mean, that's kind of what it looks like. It's just the sharing of ideas um, and going through the, through the legislation, legislative proposal process. I think that's a perfect example of uh, how SACs work together in an effective way, you know, starting from the campus level and building up to, to your group in a way that now it's a, an official legislative day. Um, with that in mind, this is the first time Division One SAC had put forward legislation since 2014 when the governance structure um, was reformed in a way to give student athletes a vote on a, on a multitude of levels. Uh, what did you think that moment when council voted it through, it was official. What do you think that moment said about um, the weight the student athlete voice can carry in governments through this platform? Yeah, like I said before, I've, I've been on SAC for three years and I can already see in the three years that I've been here, just an increased growth in student athlete voice. And you know, a lot of that is on student athletes who, who spoke up, who shared, who made sacrifices, who, you know, whether their opinion or thought worked and made it or not, they made, they made headlines. They made the voice important. Um, additionally, there are plenty of people at the NCAA who work for the NCAA and who work for other institutions who have really shared and encouraged our group specifically that student athlete voice matters. Uh, they'll take time in the meeting to make sure that we are heard and we get time to say what we wanna say. Um, they know that we're coming in with way less experience and understanding about the NCAA than the rest of them are and they still respect us, respect what we have to say and are willing to work with us um, regardless. And so uh, I think that just says, you know, I believe it was, you know, unanimous that the student athlete voice is important. We're all here to support that. And if we want change and positive change to happen in the future, especially in the NCAA, student athletes have to be at the front of it. Such a good point, Ethan. Uh, so thanks for joining us and sharing some insight into a, you know, a very important change for student athletes and hopefully one that has long lasting impact as they try to get more involved in government and um, in their communities. Absolutely, thank you for having me. That does it for this edition of Inside the NCAA. I'm Corbin McGuire, thanks for tuning in.